1: Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Casino. And download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge Show.net. I just tweeted out and posted on the Huge Show Facebook page. I'm looking at CBS Sports and their website, lead story. Mel Tucker, quote, other motives are at play in Michigan State move with that letter of intent to fire him yesterday that he would have seven days to respond to Michigan State Athletic Director Alan Howler. This is the lead story right now on CBS Sports, CBSSports.com. And on the other side of the page, Dennis Dodd has rising stars lead Michigan State coach candidates. They're three games into the season. And now the lists are coming out. Who will replace Mel Tucker? Three games in to 2023. And on the flip side, even above the Pro Football Hall of Fame nominees, Mel Tucker's story. More negative national headlines another week underway. What have I been telling all of you? And the Michigan State Twitter and the Michigan State Message Board Mafia came after me like I was blowing this story up that I have an ax to grind because I don't like D'Antonio. I think he's a clown. Not as a football coach, as a person. But you're going to blame me. So now you have the letter of intent to fire and you have the claim, which I'll get to in a moment. And Mel Tucker's response that he said Michigan State knew all of this on March 23rd of this year. So then your question is, if they knew it, why did they suspend him at the time, knowing that and the pending Title IX investigation that would turn into a hearing? This is on everybody involved. Okay, I'm telling you. Tracy, Mel Tucker, and the school. If Michigan State would have suspended Tucker until the investigation was complete, they won't be a national story again for another week. Mel Tucker could have had a chance to exonerate himself, right? Instead, Michigan State put their football program in season first. And some will say, well, due process for Mel Tucker. no. David Gregory, a lawyer, certified NFLPA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports, based in West Michigan, was in studio eight days ago. He'll be in studio later today. The MSU policy said they could have suspended him at any time the minute there was a Title IX complaint. So if I go by Mel Tucker's response statement that You know, hit the media and Twitter and Facebook around, what, 11 o'clock this morning? He states that Michigan State knew about everything in March of 2023? So if they knew what he claims, and they knew that there was a Title IX investigation, how in the hell... Did Michigan State not suspend Mel Tucker until this was totally investigated and thoroughly vetted? I know why. Because we had Washington at home. We had a big September. Our football program's going to come back. Michigan is going to be in the national championship hunt. The Spartans are going to roar back because the investment in Mel Tucker was not bad money. And look where they are again. They're at the bottom of the medium barrel or media. I don't know about mediums. They're going, I see the future. I see, hold on, I see that today is Bill Simonson's birthday. And he had to go get his tabs renewed because he got the online thing in the mail and email 27 times in the last six months. But he decided to wait until his birthday to go set an appointment at the Michigan Secretary of State office. And then when I walk in, there's no line. I'm like, okay, I have the worst, the most unpopular birthday on earth, September 19th, 1961. I'm 62 today, but I look 42. So I walk up to the lady. You know, I had to set the 1240 appointment and she goes, you got your license? I go, "Nah, it's in the car or truck. So I go back out, I get it, she do you have your proof of insurance? Oh, yeah, it's right here. She goes, um, do you have your registration? I go, it's out in the truck. And so I go out there. can't find my license. Can't find my, I got old registration. Totally a borderline handcuff incident if I'm pulled over. <laughs> Nothing. But yeah, you got a license? No. You got your registration? I got for 2021. Yeah, it's stuck right here with the Taco Bell wrapper. In my glove box. So I, I find the old one that I didn't know it has your driver's license number on it. And she goes, oh, we can look you up. And she goes, what's your birthday again? You know, one little question. I go, well, I'm coming in for the tab. I'm not sure you're building a rocket anytime soon at NASA, but it's 919, 1961. She goes, wow, you don't look 62. I go, thank you. She goes, you look like you're 42. I go, I know. People say that all the time. And then she goes, well, you want, I got, I got to get tabs for you know, my son's vehicle, my vehicle. She goes, are you still good with the lion's plate? And the way she said it, I, I responded with, not after Sunday. And she goes, oh, you want a new one? We got Ducks Unlimited, not a hunter. We got a pure Michigan one. I love Dave Lorenz. I love visiting Michigan. No, I'm good with my lion's plate. Oh, you a Michigan State fan? Michigan fan? I go, yeah, why are maize and blue the color of those plates for everybody? Did you guys know something about Tucker before I did? The lady wasn't in a tank because, again, there's like 19 employees and there's four people in there. I was like, it was, I'm, like, I've never seen this. It was amazing. So it is my birthday. Uh, Thank you for all. It's the best thing about Facebook, uh, birthdays. Man, because you hear from people, and I do the same as much as I can. And then with teenagers, though, you guys know this, and ladies, I played the game because I don't have my kids this week, right? They're with the ex. And I'm waiting for the kids to tell me happy birthday. Because I don't expect gifts from teenagers and kids I don't or anybody I really don't I I'm fine with my life uh, things are cool I don't expect gifts but I am like looking at my text just trying to make sure when when the kids are gonna say happy birthday dad so the countdown happens until 11 59 59 tonight on my Phone, So we'll see how that plays out. But again, man, uh, thank you to everybody Uh, on Facebook. Like I said, uh, it's the best part of the social networks, celebrating a birthday. And I had Pastor Williams, where I I met him and kind of followed him and got to know him when Brett Muller and his wife, Wendy, I think down in the Mason-Lansing area, their family or whatever, uh, went to his church, and I, I think he's still... Uh, Preaching, uh, guiding, leading people. And he sent me the coolest tweet, uh, a a DM, private message. Happy birthday, Bill. The world is a better place because you were born. I hope you're enjoying your day. I'm like, that's awesome. That is fantastic. Pastors, preachers, anybody connected to a church who's leading a church, they know Most know when to say the right thing. They really do. So, again, thank you. And hard to believe, man, I'm 62, man. Wow. Thank God I look like I'm 42. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day that you can answer. And thanks to our friends from Fabiano. Uh, Fabiano has Budweiser distributorships all across Michigan serving up. Budweiser, Bud Bud Light for the Lions fans, which so many people are talking about the Lions where, oh, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the injury list, and I'll get to that later too, but the Lions already have me in an Advil place that I haven't been since they were one and six last year. And there's a common theme that I keep telling my friends or people who stop me on the street and want to talk Lions. If there is a flag, and I said it before the game, on Sunday. If there is a flag on Dan Campbell and his coaching staff, it's the month of September and early season. Are they overthinking it? Are they over preparing? Underpreparing? Do they overestimate their talent level? Do they overestimate guys like Jacobs who they think can cover A couple of the best receivers in football and Lockett and D.K. Metcalf. What are they doing? Because their starts have brought a lot of angst with the Lions Nation. A lot of passion. You watched it after the Kansas City game. You watched it last year. But here comes the angst when they blew the 10-point lead late against Minnesota. And then to hear Dan Campbell saying all of a sudden, Mr. I'm going to go for it every single time, is not going to play for the end zone and going to rely on a coin flip to possibly give you a chance to win. That doesn't fit him. And I will tell you that the Atlanta game, no hyperbole, no overstating anything. If they want to kill the buzz, which the injury list I'll go through in a second, it's devastating when you're two games in. But you got Atlanta where... They're on that 2-0 and train. They're young. They're excited. They're riding the mojo, and the Lions can't lose another home game, at least in the early going. They've got to win that game. They're a three-point favorite, but they have to win that game. So they're 1-1, and you can play the math, which, again, I listen to my friends, people I'm close to. Well, you know what? It's like they lost at Kansas City but won at home. And you start playing that Lions math, and then all of a sudden they're going to be uh, wait a minute, they're going to be 8 and 8 going into the last week and they need another team to lose so they can get a playoff spot. This season isn't about just making the playoffs. It's not. This season is about winning the NFC North. This season is about going next level as a franchise. And when I look at the injuries, And losing C.J. for the year. I mean, Campbell tries to talk optimistically. He could be back, but they're saying that could be for the season. I mean, go I posted the injury list, and it's frightening. That's all I'll say. Absolutely frightening. Taylor Decker, not sure about this week. I'm just going off the latest uh, yesterday through today. Taylor Decker... Not sure. Big V, not sure how long he's out. David Montgomery, thigh bruise, no date on return. Acora is on injury reserve, but he wasn't playing a lot anyways. Pascal did show some life in game one on IR. Khalil Dorsey uh, looked good in week one IR. James Houston, six to eight weeks. I think it's a fractured ankle. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, possibly season-ending, and Emmanuel Mosley's hamstring, they're not sure. Mm. That's only two weeks in. I'm not Captain Buzzkill, but I I will tell you, in my life, there is no team that has brought me down quicker than my Detroit Lions. No team ever can just... Boom. Ella, they're like a ride at Cedar Point. Hey, are you guys gonna do you gonna do the Lion's Demon drop? Yeah. The floor just comes right out and you fall to the bottom. That's why they have to win. So now you're gonna have to be what the big sign reads on the stadium, grit. Which grit doesn't fit. Not thrown to the end zone at least once to try and win the game in front of what I thought was the loudest crowd I've ever heard in Detroit. I wasn't there when Megs hit it out to beat the A's. I wasn't there when Stevie Y and the Wings were hoisting cups. But I'll tell you, connected to the Lions, Silver Dome, and Ford Field, the loudest crowd ever. So they just have to win. That's it. Pretty simple and easy. We don't need to break it down. Win on Sunday. I don't care if it's 2-0 on a late safety. Just win. You have to. Think about what Monday could be like on this show. I'm I'm having a tough time sleeping already. Lions now. I was sleeping like a baby after the Kansas City game. Now I'm thinking about the Lions. I'm looking at this Michigan State story going, "Uh, does anybody get it at Michigan State? Does anybody in leadership get it? Oh, my Lord. Every day, there's a new story. Every every day since Saturday, there's been a new story connected to this. David Jesse, who writes for the Chronicle, chronicled all the entire timeline and how nothing is changing on that campus. So David Jesse will join us later. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, Couch of the Room podcast, also, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, columnist about the injuries, about the Atlanta game. David Gregory, he's a lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bullrush Rush Sports, based in West Michigan. He joined us eight days ago, broke it down perfectly. I mean, there, if you're going to follow policy or he hasn't been fired, it's a letter of intent to... Uh, fire which he had seven days to respond that must be in his contract or school policy and David uh, joins us then the latest now with Mel Tucker's responses now that have gone to the top of uh, national college football reporters so David uh, he he is not fired because a lot of people are getting this because even the coaching lists are coming out and CBS and Dennis Dodd rising stars lead or stars lead Michigan state coach candidates but there, there's still a window here of not him getting the job back, but before the official termination, correct?
2: That's correct, Huge. Uh, they gave a notice of intent to fire within seven days. Is that normal? Well, It's, it's in his contract. Okay. So uh, he has seven days to show cause why he shouldn't be fired, most likely through his attorney. It, it's a formality at this point. Uh, on the 25th, he'll effectively be, be fired.
1: So... Is this positioning for a settlement because it's gone public now? We talked eight days ago on how you mentioned and I agreed with you that, you know, Michigan State needs to keep this as private as they can. I know they haven't been good with transparency, but not let this get away from them and become a, you know, a two day story becomes a six month story. And here we are now with new twists and turns and responses from Tucker, which I assume are through his uh, legal counsel or agent, and it's just getting uglier. And now there's accusations from Tucker in his letter, which I'll read later, his response today, that state knew what was going on in March. So if state – this is what's strange. If Tucker claims in his reply statement today – that Michigan State knew the exact things they're firing him for or intend to fire him for, then why won't Michigan State immediately just suspend him back in March?
2: Well, that's a great question, but it's who at Michigan State knew what, when, in March? Was it just the the Office of Civil Rights or the Title IX office that knew this in March? And at least from the statements through spokespeople, the, the interim president, Teresa Woodruff, and the athletic director, Alan Heller, are saying we didn't know any particulars until, well, actually, until the media article came out. Which would be 10 days ago. So right? someone knew, people knew at Michigan State very clearly, but certain leadership, pe- people in leadership are saying they didn't know any details.
1: The timing of the letter of intent to fire when other fires weren't put out yet to me, didn't seem again. I'm not looking for PR moves or or smoke screens, but you 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 hadn't settled the other things. Why would they wait until the hearing to fire
2: him because they don't want to pay him? I assume is that it. Well, it seems like they're responding to the public firestorm to me because they initially said, "Look, we're going to place we're going to suspend him without pay, and we're going to let the investigation and hearing play out." And then a week later, they're saying. Well, the hearing is still going to go forward, but it doesn't matter whether he violated the Title IX policy or the relationship violence policy. His conduct that he admitted to violates his contract, and we're going to give notice of intent now. It, it does feel like a change in position and that things are evolving and on the fly. Probably because there isn't permanent leadership in place at the university.
1: Right, you've got an interim president, right? Correct. You've got Alan Haller, who is relatively new on the job. Relatively new. Right. When I say relatively, uh, but a big connection to Mel Tucker. Uh, The question is out there, which was there the minute I first read the story. And you then talked about MSU policy and Mel Tucker's contract on the public ridicule, which they brought up uh, in that Alan Howler letter, actually cited examples, which you brought up, David, when you were in studio eight days ago. That I, I, I look at this and say. You, you missed the boat again, and they missed on Nasser. This isn't connected to Nasser. It's not the same level of uh, sexual uh, predator uh, classifications as Nasser, but from a school procedure, you immediately should have said, for the, for the sake of the school and the victim, or the victim first in the school, and the football program, we are suspending you. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator takes over. Kids aren't all rattled. Uh, there's questions why. Well, there's a, an a, a investigation, or they can't say any. We can't say right now. They could say that. We we went to the policy that based on this with a Title IX investigation, and and now on the heels of this story today, with the reply statement. You get yesterday that they hired Jones-Dale law firm to investigate, and the way they said it in their statement, it sounded like multiple MSU officials could be targeted in this investigation on leaking sensitive information connected to the Title IX complaint. That was the story yesterday about 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon.
2: It doesn't stop. It's the gift that keeps on giving for people like yourself and for lawyers and well, PR consultants. Well, that's what, and and, John, and
1: I, if I'm not wrong, on Jones Day. I've heard that name in a lot of NCAA. You're a lawyer. You're a sports agent. You would know, right?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a large firm. They uh, helped investigate the 2018 handling of sexual assault cases by football players on behalf of the university, uh, and they were also involved in the Detroit bankruptcy. So it's a it's a name that it's a big national firm.
1: Speaking of you know. Image bankruptcy, Uh, Michigan State, uh, not uh, football is going down a path here, David, and we'll get into it coming up uh, more, and I'll go through the statements because we want to get exactly what was said and uh, discuss it. But, man, when when the firing's official, the transfer portal allows kids with a coach fired to enter uh, within 30 days because normally you don't get firings three games into a season. Uh, The recruiting class – uh, that they have coming in could could be just totally swept away by other schools. Uh, the damage here uh, to the again, I'm not I'm 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 talking about the victim first, but this is more about the procedural process at Michigan State with four powerhouse programs coming in from the Pac-12. Just saying, you you were Michigan State. You're giving Mel Tucker 95 million bucks a few years ago. He's 2 0 at the time against Michigan. You now are three games in the season. He's been fired. His reply statement is the lead story at CBSports.com. On the other side of the page, rising stars, uh, stars lead Michigan state coach candidates. And when my joke about a Cedar Point ride and the floor falling out, look at that. That is, and to me, it starts and ends with the leadership. It's not Izzo. It's not coaches. It's not anybody else. It's it's about the people in charge. Is that board of trustees? It, you know, to have an interim president, to have all these presidents going. Uh, I want nothing to do with this. There, there's a lot of signs that can be interpreted and read any way you want to, but the reality is the leadership at Michigan State. I if I'm if I'm Alan Haller and I'm going, I'm seeing this. If you really love the school, I would just, you know, when he's fired, you, you, you say, I'm walking away. But again, I get you got an athletic department to run. Uh, who's followed what? We don't know the exact. Then you're going to get an investigation where I don't like schools hiring people to do their own investigation because it smells like the NCAA. Where I'd rather have an outside source where they would say, hey, we're going to uh, take this to the Wayne County Prose- special prosecutor. And they're going to look into it, right? Where there's a neutral, a neutral side, no connection to the school at all. Because if you're paying for a report, is it truly going to be independent?
2: I don't think the perception is, is that it will be to, truly independent. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the perception will be that it's not independent.
1: That's my point. I, I just like, and that's the story yesterday while you know, I'm sitting doing the show at the North Kent Golf Course and the Grand Rapids Gold Charities fundraiser. And I kept saying this, and now the Michigan State fans, and I do give you credit, you've backed off on me because I'm not the bad guy here. I'm just the messenger. And you can look at the stories every day. And like I've said, I said it last week, David, with you in studio, to the people who support that university, to the good people who are there, it's time for you to rise up and say enough is enough. That school needs leadership that will be strong. Leadership that will make decisions, leadership that will just do the right thing, which was if you've been through Nasser, where you launched your own investigations, your own doctors to look into Nasser, where you wanted to keep it inside your board of trustees circle, and it blew up an atomic PR bomb. Forget how much, 600, 700 million, whatever they had to pay out. But I'm I'm talking about a school just doing it the right way. That to me it's simple and easy. Mel Tucker, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to suspend you till it's done. And there's another thing. No one was thinking Michigan State if they got to a bowl game and we're six and six this year, that would be a great season. I forecasted four and eight. Forget football. Protect the university. Protect the alleged victim and future victims. And you just suspend them. And, Mel, if you, if you exonerate yourself or you and your attorney get through this, then your job is waiting for you. Or we decide, you know what, we're going to go in another direction, here's a settlement, and they move on.
2: Well, you're exactly right, Bill. You know, the interesting thing about Michigan State's letter is, like I said before, it doesn't matter whether you violated the policy, the conduct that you admitted to, the the comments, uh, the fact that it was a vendor, the behavior on the phone, which we all know what that is, that is unprofessional and uh, and it violates the public ridicule section of your contract. What you admitted to is a fireable offense regardless of whether you violated Title IX. So even if he was exonerated of the violation, they're saying the behavior in and of itself is a fireable offense.
1: You know, and I go back to his letter, uh, Tucker's reply statement that was released today, he claims MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March of 2023. The complaint was filed in December 2022. He's almost writing like they should have suspended me then, right? Yet only after Miss Tracy and potentially others leaked the confidential investigation report to the press, and they're playing off the story from yesterday. That's when, or, or or did MSU suddenly decide the same information warrants termination? MSU is punishing me for Ms. Tracy's leak, which violated MSU's rules regarding confidentiality of the investigation. MSU cut off semblance of interest in the truth or due process by terminating me weeks before the hearing, I chalked this up to another about-face. In A.D. Haller's press conference on September 18th, he suggested MSU was suspending me as an interim measure and while the investigation continues. About one week later, with no new information, MSU moved to terminate me sanctimoniously and illogically claiming this action has no impact on the ongoing investigation. The investigation is designed to determine if I violated policy. I did not, but regardless... Basic fairness requires that process plays out before any sanctions are determined. You come back and say no in your contract, Mel, which you're a lawyer. You alluded to it. You have it here. His contract says public ridicule. And they cited the examples in their letter can result in termination.
2: That's exactly correct. That's the university's position is that you have violated your contract regardless of whether this is deemed to be harassment in the hearing ultimately.
1: And and as a lawyer, when you read, this is Tucker's words, MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March of 2023.
2: But who knew? Right. And. Again, the interim president and the athletic director have said, we knew that there was a complaint, we knew that there was a report, we knew that there was going to be a hearing, so there was some level of seriousness, but we didn't know any of the details of the behavior until we read it in the media. That's what they say, Uh, and let's take them at face value. They say they were following university protocols that only the Title IX people could know any of the details to preserve the integrity of the process, but... There are Title IX lawyers on both sides of this who have said, well, yes, that's appropriate. Your direct supervisor shouldn't have uh, command influence over the investigation. And others are saying, well, when you're dealing with incredibly high profile uh, university employees where there's a huge public interest, uh, the, the president and the leadership should probably be briefed so they aren't caught flat footed when it inevitably goes public because it always goes public.
1: And what's interesting about that scenario, that if this was all airtight, then why has a school commissioned a law firm to investigate what they call, in in, in their words, uh, MSU officials, plural? They didn't say one MSU official. They said officials, plural. Which means they may know who was told this, and they want to find out who leaked it. Was it more than one? Was it multiple Uh and he's saying they knew in March 2023 the mistake they made. And I'll go back to when you first jumped in eight days ago in studio. And David Gregory, uh, he's a lawyer. He's an NFL certified agent and also heads up Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan joining us that they, in the spring, okay, it's going, if he says March, they're getting wind of stuff, delays, right, couple month delay, which is noted, on talking to Title IX investigators, you get to summer and there's a notice of a hearing. You you tell Tucker you're not coming on campus. You're not coaching. D coordinator, O coordinator, take over when it's uh, the hearing's done and this process is over. We'll reevaluate everything.
2: Well, they certainly had that ability. They had that right. You they said had, legally, right? Very clearly, and and both under the Title IX law, both under university policy. If somebody's under investigation, they can even suspend somebody before a complaint or, or during an investigation with or without pay. They had the ability to do it. The question is, should they have? And was Alan Haller sufficiently informed enough to make a, a reasonable decision? Uh, should they err on the side of caution at Michigan State, given their history? So
1: all veiled questions. I worry that you're going to hire a law firm that's going to say everything that uh, everybody did this 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 and kind of clear everybody I, that's why this should be an independent uh, investigation uh, not one by a law firm hired by msu and also uh, they hired uh, everybody connected to the title nine investigation so i this should be outside the school schools shouldn't control that that should be you know again i don't want more government involvement but there should be an an outside agency that looks into all those complaints and also investigates everything. David Gregory, lawyer in studio with us uh, all afternoon, part of Bull Rush Sports. He's a certified NFL PA agent. And we'll talk more about the Mel Tucker situation, get to the Lions. Also, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal in less than 30 minutes.
0: From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots' legendary hospitality and you've got yourself one incredible night. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at Ruth'sChris.com
2: for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined.
0: Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. You're listening
1: to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesday is presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at soarandeglecasino.com. David Gregory is a lawyer, NFLPA certified agent, Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. He targets Michigan athletes, coaches. Uh, if you were, uh, let's play the quick, uh, think about this. I don't know if we'll have time here because we had such a long first segment, David. But what would be your advice right now to Michigan State if you were legal counsel? Hypothetically speaking, legal counsel to Michigan State, how, how do you stop this story from being national front and center uh, almost every day? I mean, what would you do?
2: Well, you don't stop it, I guess, other than dumping everything.
1: It's total transparency. Total
2: transparency, every document, uh maybe hiring or, or commissioning an independent a truly independent investigation by some noted public figure but before that'll take a while I would just data dump everything you have
1: going back to December when you first found out
2: yeah because no, it's all public now right. it's all just, you know there's no confidentiality rights now that it's been blown um, and some people will probably make them look bad but you ought to just dump everything in one big fell swoop and stand there, and Alan Haler and Teresa Woodruff and maybe a board of trustees, they ought to stand there and answer every question for as long as it takes. Now, they won't do that, but that's what I'd do. Well,
1: that was the advice a lot of people, you know, I remember Mitch Lyons when he was on the board of trustees, he said we need to be totally transparent and get out in front of us. That, that's, the, that's the cliche phrase people use when there is a PR nightmare lurking in the distance, right? Get out in front of it.
2: Right, because if, there's a, if a public institution has, has sitting on facts that are of public interest, legitimately, like this is, this is newsworthy. You should assume it's going to come out, and you should have a plan in place. Now, they couldn't say the name of the person, person or persons involved, or they could have suspended Mel. Um, but they should have had a plan for this going public.
1: There were a couple of FOIA requests and, and, or requests for information that State did give some email communication to the Lansing State Journal about Mel Tucker delaying things. Now, here's what's interesting. Again, when that story came out, I think it was um, over the weekend and the last week, the Lansing State Journal doing a heck of a job reporting on this. My first thought was, okay, if there's emails, are you talking about delays and things? Why, again, why isn't he suspended then, Right. If there's any negative, anything on those emails, that the story was Mel Tucker was delaying things so he could get the 750000 bucks a month, right? Right. So if there were emails that even hinted at that, you're the AD, you're the acting president. Whoever was on those, again, I don't know all the emails. How did you not suspend him immediately?
2: Well, I guess because he didn't have all the facts, but... Should he have had all the facts? Should should have Alan Heller or the president, interim president said, uh, look, I need to be briefed on at least the broad strokes of what's happening here because this is the second most visible employee of the university and there's massive public interest in anything that happens with them, especially of a sexual or scandalous nature. I demand to be briefed. And there really isn't anything other than a, alleged internal university protocols they've never cited that stopped either the president or Alan Haller from knowing at least some of the details.
1: Well, what strikes me is that they claim they just found out with the USA Today story. But then people, somebody did leak at Michigan State. At least those are the allegations, enough to hire a law firm to investigate. And Mel Tucker's claiming you, you Michigan State, knew in March of 2023. And Lansing State Journal has a story with emails that were made available, or they finished with a FOIA Freedom of Information Act request that said there was delays in this, whether it was internal communication between Haller and someone else, or the Board of Trustees, or Woodruff, the interim president, Uh, there definitely uh, was a lot uh, there, Uh, enough in my mind to suspend them a long time ago, and they didn't do it, and I'm telling you, they were thinking about their program, they're thinking about Saturdays at the school, they're selling booze, all these things. Uh, that mean money uh, to Michigan State. And now it's bit them right in the rear. And we'll talk more. David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent uh, with Bull Rush Sports based in West Michigan. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. He'll join us coming up within 15 minutes.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
1: We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay-and-play packages or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back live across Michigan on a and Eagle Tuesday broadcast. We'll have a short segment here with all the conversation with David Gregory, attorney, sports agent, about Mel Tucker and Michigan State. The negative national headlines are back. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE.
0: Big. Bad. HUGE.